Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. God was giving them the cold shoulder. God was giving them the silent 
Jesus. And then, like a bolt of lightning and thunder, God breaks the silence. He raises up a young adult. They what? A young adult named John the Baptist. And he begins to preach boldly to the people of God down around the area of the Jordan there in Judea. And he begins to preach a message that struck the heart of the nation. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It woke everybody out out of their spiritual lethargy. The kind of clothes he wore, if you know the description there, right? The area in which he was by the Jordan, which is where Elijah went up, it was to send a prophetic message. Hey, God is ready to speak again through his prophetic word to his people. That was the impression it was making on the, the minds of the people there. Oh, this looks like Elijah. So oh, he's in the spirit of Elijah. So, yes, God is finally speaking. They have the word of God. But now they have a fresh revelation from God. And the first words that come out of his mouth is what? Repent. To the unbeliever? No. To God's people. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven, the much anticipated messianic kingdom, is the end, is near. John the Baptist had such conviction by what he was saying. He was so all in. He was so committed to his purpose, which was absolutely crystal clear to him. That he was willing to die for that which was bigger than him, that which what he was he was communicating to the people, and he eventually did give up his life for the message that he would share. I'm curious today. How many of us have that kind of crystal clarity on your purpose in life? How many of you today, especially our youth and our young adults, how many of you? have that, that sense of, of feeling fully alive, doing that thing or communicating that thing that God has wired you to do. Are you clear about it? Because sooner or later, you will have to face that soul-searching question. How do I know that I'm fulfilling the purpose for my life? If you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today, you go to the Gospel of Mark. You should be in the Gospel of Mark. should give you enough time to get there right now. Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 14. I believe that's some of you today. He that has an ear, Jesus said, hear what the Spirit has to say. Beginning in verse 14, the Bible says this. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. What's that word? Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. John the Baptist was so all in and convicted about what he was preaching, about what he had to share with the nation. He was so he was such a fiery preacher that it got him in trouble when he called out Herod's sin for taking his brother Philip's wife. 
committed adultery with his wedding Philip's wife, his, his sister-in-law. And John the Baptist, the kind of preacher that he was, not willing to leave people that are openly rebelling and turning from God. He didn't want to leave them uh, kind of comfortable with that. And so he held them to account. He spoke to the power and a down thrown in prison. And eventually he had And so Jesus now, he, he leaves the wilderness where he did that 40 days, 40 nights of temptation. He comes down now to Galilee where he was brought up. That was the environment in which he was raised. Right? He goes to Galilee and he begins to take up the same message, right, that John the Baptist was preaching. If you're in uh, Mark chapter 1, if you were to flip over, you have time, anybody, if you want to go ahead and write it down. Over in Matthew chapter 3, you'll see that John the Baptist, the message he was preaching, was a preaching of the baptism of the two repentance, right? People were confessing their sin. But the actual words that he also said, guys, repent and the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus now, John the Baptist was seen as the visible leader of that movement, but Jesus now comes in and picks up the exact same message. But here's the interesting thing. When Jesus starts to preach that message, he begins to add something very significant to it. He adds a new flavor to this kingdom message. When Jesus preaches it, he now starts to say, the time is In other words, it's now. We can't believe the gospel. So what is this kingdom that Jesus and John is announcing to you? You see, this is the this is the fulfillment of all of the hopes of Israel. That, 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 that a messianic king of that would come to the line of David, the line of Judah would come, and he would usher in here is the reign of God. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as it's also called, is the announcement of the reign of God. But something that we need to also part here and, and, and note is that God, as it says in 1 John 4, 8, is love. And so this is not just ushering any kind of kingdom or any kind of kingdom like the kingdoms of this world. Because God reigns universally, does he not? Yes, and that is also on earth. The idea is God was to usher in his heavenly reign on earth. Many of us, when we talk about the kingdom of heaven, we think about in the future, in the clouds, where God is reigning right now, where all the angels are gathered around him. But the goal of the gospel, the good news, was the announcement that the Messiah is ushering in the reign of God on earth. That's why we're asked to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Those two things go together. The kingdom and his will go together. Right on earth as it is in heaven. So if it's happening in heaven, Jesus through you wants to bring it here. And so he announces the reign of God is river because God is love. It is the reign of love. The principle, the power that's flowing through everything that Jesus taught, everything that Jesus was announcing, everything that Jesus preached was the announcement of the reign of God, which is the reign of love. Love. That's why it's good news. 
because wherever you see suffering on the earth, wherever you see sadness, wherever you see division of somebody, wherever you see separation and alienation, that is not the reign of God. That is not the reign of love that you're observing. You're seeing someone else who has usurped God's authority on earth by virtue of his deception in the garden. You're seeing the reign of Satan. Jesus says, I've come to undo the works of Satan. I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And so, because we're followers of Jesus, Jesus hands over to you by virtue of the Great Commission the same message, just like you picked up the same thing that John was announcing. Informed by the scriptures, both for John and for Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so, young people, listen up. And everybody else, young at heart, your responsibility is, by God's grace, your kingdom purpose is to announce it in your environment. What does the next part? Is to announce it in your environment. Jesus went back to Galilee from Judea and went to the place where he was raised. Cousins, brother John was Jesus, and John Baptist and Jesus' cousin. And so he's now going to see neighbors. He's going to see Sabbath school teachers, right? He's going to see his the director. He's going to see people that maybe he worked and made their desk, chair, right? And he's going to announce what he's been demonstrating by his life for 30 years. The reign of God, which is the reign of God. You see, because it's, a, it's an announcement that changes everything in your environment. I remember when I was, uh, and this feels to me like it wasn't so long ago, I remember when I was in high school as a teenager. And I remember, you know, you start to uh, be attracted to the opposite sex, so. And so I remember when, you know, I began to desire wanting to have a relationship. Now I look back at it and call it puppy love. But you, you decide to have a relationship with a special someone, right? And, and you begin to make you dream and think about what life would look like in terms of relationships. I wish I knew and what I know now with the wisdom that I have in terms of experience and what God has built to me in terms of relationships because I would have done things a lot differently back then. How many of you guys can testify that this morning? <laughs> yeah, listen to young people, right? So, um, but nothing could have prepared me the time later on when I got married, nothing could prepare me for my wife and daughter who walked into the room in our apartment where I was and announced to me we're having a son. We're having a baby. Immediately a, a sense of extreme joy and a sense of anxious anticipation and nervousness mixed together began to just overwhelm me. Now that all this just got real. And I'll never forget how much that changed our lives. I'll never forget how much it changed my life personally because I used to hang out with my friends on Saturday night. And now I'm going to come over because that's what we're going to do. It's just a bad. Right? And if I leave mom at home with the baby, she's got to deal with all that, which is very new, all by herself. Right? And so, man, it changed everything. It changed us. It was a good news announcement. You're having a baby. When Jesus showed up on the scene, it was a good news announcement. 
We're going to bad news announcement. The reign of God, the reign of love, is here. You see, there is a king in his life, in his death, burial, and resurrection. Right? He is the reign of God. Wherever the king is, his reign is being manifested. And Jesus, when he does every single thing that he taught, every, every, he casts out demons. Why? Because when the reign of God shows up, they got to go. He, he raises people from the dead. Why? Because when the reign of love, when the reign of God shows up, that's got to go. He shows up and he brings people, people get together and start having dinner parties and they invite him in because the reign of love doesn't bring condemnation. It brings deliverance. It sets people that are in bound that are in bondage to sin, it sets them free. And so he goes to the place where he knows the people, right? He, he does this circuit all around Galilee, and he announces the reign of God, the reign of love in the environment in which he grew up. It's the same thing with you. God has called you. Please, if you begin me today, I guarantee you, if you allow this to enter into your life, it will totally change everything. You'll be on the greatest adventure of your life. You are called to announce the reign of love in your environment. Your presence there is an announcement to every single demon. It's an announcement to every single hater, whoever it is, that the reign of God has showed up. The reign of love has showed up. Revealed in Christ, revealed in you. And those that begin to respond as we see now in verse number 16, something happens to them when they see the reign of God manifested in the Look at this. In verse 16, the Bible says this, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, see the what? The Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me. Follow who? Follow me, and I will make you, I will make you fishers of men, or fishers of people. They immediately left their nets and followed him, verse 19. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James and John, the son of Zebedee, and John's brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets, and immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat, with the hired servants and went after him. Now, here's the thing: if you don't, if you've never done a reading of the harmony of the Gospels, and maybe picked up the excellent book I highly recommend, which is the Desire of Ages. If you've ever read through the, the, the story of Jesus, putting these four gospel narratives together to get the full picture of the story as it unfolds, you would assume that Jesus came and announced, "Hey, the kingdom of God is here, in and through me." And these guys were working, and they just immediately said, "Oh, wow, he's so amazing! He's the Messiah!" And they just left everything and followed him. What you don't realize is that in the Gospel of John, John chronicles the first eighteen months prior to this. They were already following Jesus when Jesus got baptized. He came back in the wilderness temptation, right? He took some of those disciples, right? They started to follow him, but were following. Uh, John the Baptist, right? Peter and Andrew, James and John. He takes them to a wedding, remember John chapter 2. The first 18 months of following Jesus has preceded this event. Mark is not going to bother Mark the first gospel to be written. The earliest one. And so he, that's not the burden of Mark. He wants to get to kind of like immediately this happened and this happened and then he wants to quickly get to the cross. Okay. 
So John fills in the blanks. So guys, these are people that he's already developed in relationship with. What? In relationship with. The Galileans are from the region that he grew up. Here, it's 18 months later, he, he meets them. And when he meets them, he enters into their workplace. But brothers, right? And business partner, these two sets of brothers. And so there's, there's relational streams already happening here. There's, there's existing connections. I'm preaching right now, you have to Jesus stepped into their reality. He entered into their relational streams. And he did the next thing. You want to skip the next there and go to the one right after that. Jesus says, look, if you want to fulfill your purpose, you don't follow me and do what I did. You need to go into that same environment. Go to the next one, please. Go into that same environment, and you need to replicate followers of Jesus. If you want to look at that one, replicate followers of Jesus. That's actually your purpose, right? You announce it, right? Someone's been intimidated by preaching to hear Jesus preach the kingdom of heaven. This would preach that word just means house. It means to help. And we hear that and we think you've got a pastor seated standing at a church and announcing the kingdom of heaven. When you go hang out at lunch and have a conversation with somebody and they hear your story and you listen to your story, they hear about Jesus, you just announce the reign of God. Don't hear preach and think. Big sermon. Matter of fact, my preaching to you is not, is not actually the most powerful thing that moves people's hearts in their What moves them is when they hear your story, your real story, your what we call in church your testimony. They overcame about the blood of the Lamb or the word of their testimony about the blood of the Lamb. You want to invade the environment, whether it's school, whether it's your job, something you've got to do, what else to use, or get ready to think about what am I going to do with my future. Your purpose is not your job. Hear that again. Your purpose is not your job. Your job is the platform by which you fulfill your purpose. The Spirit gives you with spiritual gifts. That's why you're wired. That's why you look way and all the awesome things that you do. But he needs a doctor in a hospital in order to announce and replicate the disciples. Are you hearing that? That's actually what you're called to do. It's called the Great Commission. Go into all the world, by the way, I'm going to go on a mission trip. That means, in, in the original language, it's actually going about life in your environment, like Jesus did. Make disciples. Announce, replicate. That's it. Announce, replicate. Build relationships with the relational streams that exist in that environment. Hang out with them. Eat some food. Eat some food. Eat some food. And talk. What do you want Thursday night to eat? Oh, it was Thursday night, now it's Sunday. We eat, right? Yeah, we hang out. We eat food at the camera and we talk about Jesus. That's it. That's your purpose. It's not a big thing. There's all kinds of books out there right now. How did, how did I discover my purpose and my calling? Jesus just made a real simple for you. Announce. Replicate. Show them what it looks like to follow me. Does that involve the Bible study? That involves teaching. But watch this. The greatest message is you embody in fleshing what you're teaching. That's what it means to make a disciple. You're replicating what you yourself are demonstrating and experiencing. And whatever you teach, this is, this is simply a reflection of what you're living out in Christ. 
I should be showing you what it looks like to be a person in Christ and experience sacrifice. I need to be showing you what it looks like to be kind to your spouse. I need to show you what it looks like to anticipate with joy the second coming of Jesus Christ that I talk about. Jesus lived for 30 years, preached for three and a half, and most of that time for three and a half years, he was actually healing people. Because as he healed people, he was demonstrating what he was preaching. The reign of love. That's what you're called to. That's what you're called to. You're wiring your gifts and skills, your job, your academics, all of that stuff is to simply get you into an environment where you can fulfill your purpose. Your profession can change. Your major can change. Your purpose never does. And then the environment crowds that will be followers of Jesus. I think that's what you have to school. I'm going to ask right now as you're ready to pray. Every youth, if you're a teenager, I want you to stand up right now. We'll get some boldness this morning. Every youth, and if you are a young adult, anybody from 18 to 35, which is the North American Division specification for youth and young adults, if you are between the ages of 18 and 35, stand up right now. else that's young at heart like me, oh, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. Check this out. They're not the church of tomorrow. Remove that from our language, please. Jesus started the greatest revolution in this world, the reign of love, right? God's kingdom of heaven message, right? He did it by getting young adults and teenagers. He himself, based on the demographic age, we just did, was a young adult, and he went to, by the way, John was 16. Right, the rest of them in their 20s. He changed the world. Do they send out 50 uh, year olds? God bless you, right? I'm, I'm 10 years from that, starting with this Wednesday. Do they send do they send 50 year olds out of the front lines of battle? No. You retire from sports, uh, football, around what age? In your 30s, maybe 40s? Are you doing this? Jesus raising up an army, and you're looking at that. Everyone else, our job is to empower them. Let them go. They're the church of now. They are to announce, as well as all of us, we're to be replicating, we're to be empowering them. If you're running a ministry, they should be prepared. You should be preparing them right now to take your place. They should be doing it with you. How many of you, young adults, are you ready to fulfill your purpose? Are you ready to announce? Because it starts right here in this environment, the environment where you do life. Every week we call people back. Thank you for listening to Living for Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print 
or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend His reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on, and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.